Hello and welcome to season two of Inforum's Meet Her podcast. My name is Terry Barclay and I'm president and CEO of Inforum, a nonprofit whose work includes highlighting and supporting diversity in business leadership. The Meet Her podcast series introduces listeners to women of accomplishment whose experiences and insight feed us all on our leadership journeys. And I am just so excited that joining me today is someone that I consider a rock star who I also am so proud and privileged to call a friend. And that is Lori Costu, Chief Diversity Officer, Ford Motor Company. Welcome, Lori. And thank you so much for joining me today. Oh, Terry, thank you so much for inviting me. And I'm so excited to be here. And I just have to say, Inforum is such an amazing organization. So thank you for your passion and your leadership and the difference that you make to women now, not just in Michigan, but all over the world. Oh, well, well, thank you, Laurie. And it's only great because we have incredible people like you who are involved. So, so thank you for that. So we have a lot to cover. So let's jump right in if that's okay. How, how do you define and communicate the differences between diversity, inclusion, and equity at Ford? So it's a great question because those are all very important, but very different terms. Diversity is all about different experiences, background, and thinking styles. Inclusion is where people feel welcomed, valued, and supported And equity is all about providing that fair and equal playing field. And all three of those need to be there for someone to feel like they belong. So think of belonging as the inner, right in that intersection of diversity, inclusion, and equity. And that's ultimately what every organization needs. Everyone needs to feel they belong. And when you think about it, that is a fundamental human need that every single person on the planet has. You know, it, it's so true, and I just love that we now are talking about this at companies, and um, it's really very exciting because I know so many people who for so many years felt like they had to put on a facade, you know, when they went into the office and almost act apart versus really belonging and, and being themselves. So, so I'm really curious about what what do you think leaders can do sort of on a day-to-day basis to encourage and facilitate diversity, equity, and inclusion? So I think one thing that's super, super important is about creating a safe space for employees to share their experiences, their beliefs and feelings. I mean, that's that's that true psychological safety. And on the leader's part, this requires humility and not just jumping to solving. And those two things are tough for some leaders as as we know. Um, Ford is part of the CEO Action Pledge. And right before uh, COVID uh, uh, hit the US, uh, we had our day of understanding. And as part of that day of understanding, we implemented these listening sessions where our C-suite were onlys in a room. So as women, there's many times we're the only female in a room, but (laughs) as you well know, um, but for many of our majority male leaders, um, they've never been an only. So we created 11 different listening sessions uh, ranging from groups of uh, black employees, Hispanic, women, women of color, LGBTQ, 
uh, people of faith, young and tenure at the company. And we instructed the leaders that their one and only job was to listen. They could ask them clarifying questions, but they were there to listen and not solve. And the feedback was, was phenomenal. And, and for many, like we had some leaders in tears. We had some leaders who said, I had no idea. And wow. it was actually, uh, one leader actually said it was the most impactful hour of his entire career. Oh, so oh we know the power that comes with when you listen and you start truly gaining empathy. And then after the murder of George Floyd, we expanded this concept for all our leaders. Uh, we, we you know, said, forget about the, the, the homogenous groups, meet with your whole teams. But the, the concept was the same. Your job is there to listen and learn. And the feedback from employees was, I finally was able to share who I am. Uh, to your point, I, they didn't have to feel like they had to hide themselves. And for leaders, it was all around um, kind of that, those ahas and insights because, you know, our, our, our world and our, our, our shape, our experiences are shaped by our views of the world. And when you've had different experiences, you see things differently. And so uh, we're, we're really learning as a company and, and our leaders and our employees are, are benefiting uh, significantly. So there's a lot leaders can do, uh, but I think the number one thing to start is listen and truly listen. Wow, Lori. So if you don't mind, if I could just ask a follow-up question or two, I, I can't help but imagine the courage um, and the confidence that it took for people to really be honest and share their stories. How, how did you go about making sure people felt safe enough to be authentic in that way? That's a good question. And we, uh, we talked to the groups, um, the, the individuals, and for the, the Day of Understanding listening sessions, we actually asked for volunteers. And we said, this is your chance to share your voice. And so please be brave. Um, and we're going to create the safe space to ensure that your bravery is met with an open mind and an open heart. Um, and after George Floyd, when we, you know, the listening sessions truly opened up uh, around the company, um, there was this, this need, there was this, it just, people had just this innate need to share and, um, you know, leadership creates environment and Bill Ford and, and our then CEO, uh, Jim Hackett and our then COO, Jim Farley, who's now our CEO, they made it very clear um, we need to listen as leaders and we need to help our organization and we need to be better as an organization. And by creating that environment, it, it made all the difference. Wow. Well, something tells me you had a lot to do with uh, uh, helping uh, the organization, being the Sherpa that helped the organization get to that point <laughs> where it could have that kind of a conversation. That's really um, impressive. So, so tell us a little more about you and your leadership journey. Was there a time when you learned a tough leadership lesson that you appreciate more, as we often do, in hindsight <laughs> than you like, might have at the time? <laughs> <laughs> oh, where to start? Where to start on that one? Um, 
I'll go back to early in my career. Uh, so I was a labor rep in one of our engine plants. And uh, if you've ever worked in a plant, you know, it's full of firefighting and moving fast, and there's not a lot of time to dwell on decisions. And during my performance review, my supervisor told me I made decisions too quickly. And, you know, I, I kind of took me back and I said, well, are my decisions wrong? And he said, no, they're, they're generally spot on. But what I wasn't doing was bringing people into my thought process, ensuring that they felt their issues were heard, and then giving a little space between the request and, and saying no, if that was the answer. <laughs> and it was that honoring that listening. So, you know, this is still a lesson, uh, especially these days when it seems like it's busier than ever, that I need to remember. Because again, people need to feel heard and, and, and how we respond is sometimes even more important than what we actually say. Uh, that reminds me of my favorite Maya Angelou quote, you know, that everyone knows because we repeat, all repeat it so often that people seldom remember what you said. They remember how you made them feel. It sounds like that's a little bit of what you're talking about. <laughs> <laughs> Absolutely. That's a great one. Yeah. So, so let's talk a little bit about trust um, because you've been alluding to that, that trust is often identified as a key element of leadership. Tell us how you've built trust among colleagues in the past and why you think it worked. So for such a short five letter word, there is so much to unpack <laughs> in the word trust, um, <laughs> You know, and you can take it a, a lot of different directions. Um, I believe the trust people have in you is tied to your personal brand. So if your brand is known for keeping your promises, doing the right thing, even when it's hard, respecting other points of view, even when you disagree, and operating with integrity, you've earned trust. Yet it's, it's the consistency of those behaviors over time that allows you to maintain that trust, um, especially when you're with an organization for a long time and memories are, you know, like an elephant at companies. Um, it's that it's that consistency and and really being able to understand um, where people are coming from and do they do they believe they can come to you and is your brand one that they want to associate with. Wow. So if I could ask a follow-up, have, have you ever seen uh, someone who, for whom that whole process was derailed, where the trust that others had in them was, it was damaged? Do you think you can turn it around once it's been damaged? Um, I, you know, I, I do. I believe you can turn, but it's, it's going to take time. And again, consistency of behavior and true apology not a, oh, sorry, I hurt your feelings or sorry, I didn't follow through. It's, it's uh, you know, trust is something that generally, you know, it, it takes a while uh, to, to build up. Um, you can destroy it very quickly with what you do. Um, but people, people can come back. Um, but it, it, again, it just takes that truly understanding the impact of the actions, that true apology for I'm not, you know, sorry, you feel bad doesn't fall into that true apology space, but <laughs> this is, this is what I did. And, and I would love to have that opportunity to earn the trust back with you. And, and those op having that open communication to do that. 
Wow. Yeah. So one more question in this section. Do you have a favorite quote that you'd like to share? I do. So for about 15 years, I've, I've had this uh, poster in my office and I just carry it from office to office. And, and now it's in my basement with me. <laughs> it's, uh, it's called <laughs> 21 Suggestions for Success by H. Jackson Brown. And my favorite quote of all time on here is, be bold and courageous. When you look back on your life, you'll regret the things you didn't do more than the ones you did. And as that sinks in for a minute, I think as women, we tend to hold ourselves back too much. We tend to overthink and talk ourselves out of things. Oh, and when I'm wrestling with a decision, I, I try to keep this in my mind that will I regret more not doing this than taking the chance. Uh, that, is, that is a wonderful quote. Um, very much worth remembering it. I can't help but think about conversations I've had just in the last month with women who were thinking about making a bold move to take a, you know, a promotion, a new opportunity, and uh, watching them sort of talk themselves out of it and having to say, wait a minute, <laughs> let's start over again here. You know, but you're right. We do that so often. What a great, what a great quote to share. Thank you for, for doing that. So before we go, um, can you share with us a story about how you used or even a time when you wish you'd used a key leadership competency and why that mattered? So I'm going to, I'd love to focus on self-awareness for a minute. Um, Perfect, so perfect foundational. <laughs> I love self-awareness. It's my favorite. <laughs> uh, about six years ago, I had the opportunity to attend a, a year-long program at the Hudson Institute to become an executive coach. And so you'd think you're starting a coaching program. You jump right into coaching skills. Well, that wasn't the case. The first several months we're all about self as coach, who you are, how you are showing up, uh, because how you are showing up can impact how, how you operate as a coach. And, and this is true whether you're coaching or whether you're a leader, like we all have to be aware, what are our triggers? What are our biases? What are our strengths and opportunities? Um, and then with that, understanding that we all have a 50% in every situation. Even when I think you're 100% wrong, you know, it's that stepping back, well, well wait a minute, what's really my 50% here? Mm. And, you know, we have this, there's just, just this natural mechanism we have in all of us to come to our own self-defense, right? You just, you know, you see yep. shields coming up fast on, with some people. And, and at the times when that shield has come up really fast on me is when I've actually escalated situations versus mm. handling them properly. So... I mean, truly, and, and, and self-awareness is, you know, holding that mirror up is really tough, mm -hmm. really, really tough at times. But when you do that and you kind of unpeel down to what is it that's really bothering me about this, chances are it's more about us than it is about the other situation. Boy, that's really true. I'm thinking of situations in my own life right now. Absolutely spot on. So do you have any 
um, probably over time, you've just gotten good at doing that internally. But do you have any tips for people about, you know, how can they pause and really activate their self-awareness before leaping (laughs) to responses? (laughs) Um, A lot of it is listen to your body. So if you're in a situation and um, we all kind of feel things in a semantic way. So is your stomach getting tight? Is your neck getting tight? Are your shoulders getting tight? Do you find yourself, you know, in a fight or flight you know, moment? Like, and when you can recognize when your body's telling you something, it can trigger your mind to take a deep breath because when we're, when we're under stress, um, we stop breathing or we stop breathing deeply because blood needs to rush to our legs so we can run away. Instead, mm-hmm. we need that blood to go to our brain so we can think and process <laughs> properly. So <laughs> that just, those, those are great to, yeah. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. One of my favorite, favorite, favorite concepts in the whole area of self-awareness are amygdala hijacks, you know, where <laughs> it, where that is the ultimate, you know, sort of fight or flight, you get triggered into that. And when you, I, I remember the first time I realized, I understood that what had happened to me was an amygdala hijack. I, and I was reading the description of it and uh, all of the things applied. Like I literally realized that the person across the table from me hadn't stopped talking. They had gone on and said things and I had heard none of them. <laughs> because, <laughs> because my brain, I just was, I was in another place <laughs> and um, you know, that was such, that was such a wonderful experience to, to get that little piece of self-awareness because now I absolutely know when it's happening to me and I know what the remedies are. You know, I, I realize that, that there's information I have stopped taking in for a moment and that I need to pause and go back and do that. And, you know, I think that that's, that's a piece anyway of, of what you're talking about with self-awareness. Mm-hmm. You know, and as, and as women, we have to forgive ourselves when that happens. We tend to hold on to it, regurgitate it in our brains, beat ourselves up for it happening. And when we can just give ourselves permission and grace to let it go, then we're going to be better the next time. Ah, that's great. That's great. Lori, thank you so much for joining us today and for sharing such incredible insights. Hard won over an incredible career. Thank you. Well, thank you. It has been my absolute pleasure. Well, that wraps up our podcast Please come back to informmichigan.org for more opportunities to meet her. And while you're there, check out season one, as well as Meet Him, a podcast series in which male leaders share what they've learned about the importance of diverse leadership. And don't forget to check out our growing library of video tips, virtual leadership development programming, and our calendar of virtual events. Thank you.